Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. Hour two, Mike Palm's going to join us in 29 minutes here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. As I was preparing for work today, Michael was already working with Femi. Of course, remember, you can get the GM Shuffle twice a week now, Mondays and Thursdays. So today's episode has already been recorded, ready to go. And when you go to vsin.com, you can see the GM Shuffle there. But also check out our three very popular podcasts, which are hitting the market right now and taking the industry by storm, Michael Lombardi. The College Football Betting Podcast, the NFL Podcast, and Josh Applebaum's Morning Podcast. But again, when you go there, vsin.com, you can check out GM Shuffle as well. As we welcome you back, you know, he brought up something, Mike Samich brought up something I wanted to run by you, and that is we will get to the Thursday night game. Again, it's 4-38 and right now with Cleveland laying it. We didn't really talk about Monday night and what you took away. Uh, First off, did you like the doubleheader? Were you into the doubleheader? I mean, I like Monday to have it the one game so I could focus and pay attention to it. But the way the Tennessee game started and I could tell right from the start that my 10 points wasn't going to hold up. I was going to need 100 uh, that I kind of got off that game fairly quickly. I, I, I uh, And so that it allowed me to concentrate on the, the Philadelphia-Minnesota game. So I think by the nature of the games, it would have been more challenging had it been a back. You know, both games would have been close, but the way. But look. More, I'm never going to complain about more football. Why not, right? I loved it. So it's all good. I just wish we would have had better games. But unfortunately, I think what Mike said about Tennessee is really true. Is You know, look, they've. I don't think they had a good offseason. I've said that since, you know, March and April. I think, they're, I think they've done a bad job of evaluating their team. I think they've done a bad job evaluating where they need to go and what they need to fix. And they've kind of gone down this one-dimensional road of – We've got to run Henry. Now, you know, look, I mean, I know Robert Woods is a good receiver, but he doesn't replace what they lost. They were trying to get Brown back. I mean, that that was the thing. They got to a point with Brown where they just said, no, I, I don't think the spiral has hit bottom yet. And I think Vrabel's a great coach. I really do. But they did not look really in sync or prepared to play. And the secondary is a concern as well. I mean, Farley, the kid they drafted from Virginia Tech in the first round, was struggling out there. 
Okay, so you heard Mike, adjusted win total seven and a half. T- Titans have a brutal schedule moving forward. He's going to go under on that. No on the minus 160. He's going to bet that as well to make the postseason. Let's talk about what you saw from the Titans and what to do moving forward. You know, they kind of were hanging around early. They couldn't get Henry off, which was odd because Henry ran the ball very well last year against the Bills. He couldn't get off. Did he doesn't look slow to me. Some on social were mm-hmm. saying that he looked a step slow. Is there something you're seeing there with Henry? He didn't look slow to me. I don't think he looked slow to me. I thought it was ridiculous to run the toss play with him. My fact that it was like, how many more times? I mean, we're not USC. We're not going to run this toss play. Like, can we give that up, please? But I, I think the lesson learned, I think there's two lessons to learn from the weekend was what Miami has helped Tua with by getting some elite skill. And you're talking about you got one, you got the best receiver or one of the best receivers in all of football, the most feared receiver, I will say that, around Tua. So he started to play. It looked like he was at Alabama in the fourth quarter. And Tennessee has taken away from the time from the time Tannehill got there in 19 his, to now the skill level has just gone way down. They've gone way down. They're not the same team. They lost all their tight ends. They don't have a receiver. You know, you know, they've lost all these guys. And so now Tannehill looks like he's a disaster and he's not playing well, which is true. He's not. But he doesn't have a lot of help around him. And Henry, you know, it's easy to say we've got to run Henry more. But when you lose your two starting tackles and you whiffed on a tackle in the first round of the draft that never even came to camp, that never even got there, you know, it's going to pay a price. You're going to pay a huge price for that. And so, you know, Tannehill's throwing below 60. I mean, he's actually, his percentage completion is below Mitchell Trubisky. Think about that. And they're allowing a 70% completion percentage of the opponent. Like, they can't stop. If they don't get pressure, everybody's making plays against them. And the other game, of course, domination with Philadelphia it's interesting. There was a tipping point in that game with Minnesota where Kirk threw a beautiful ball. I can't remember. I think it was to the tight end. He threw a beautiful ball. It was dropped. They punt, and the rest of the game completely spiraled, right? It would have been a touchdown. They, we un- they we, had chances. Re- they had chances. They had chances, right? Kirk turned the ball over. Turned the ball in the red zone. He turned the ball out in the field, you know, in the third quarter. They had chances to get back in the game. They couldn't do it. I mean, look, when the you know, the Eagles escaped – which was the theme of the weekend, was if you don't score in the second half, no matter what your lead is, you're going to lose, right? And they escaped that one. I, I think the most salient point of that game, Patrick, on some, Monday night, yes, Hurt played well. Yes, they their offense was good. I thought their defense's ability to take away Jefferson, rush the passer, and play more man-to-man, where Slay looked like he had a resurgence. And their ability to win man-to-man against the Minnesota receivers was the difference in the game. Cook never got going. They put pressure on Cousins, and there, they wasn't an easy. They didn't step back and let him throw. Remember last year when they faced really good quarterbacks home or away, because of the way they played, there was no incomplete passes. This time they changed who they are defensively, and they got after the quarterback, which to me was the point which gets them to another level as terms of a total team. Would you like to give me a summation of the vibes right now with Philadelphia fans? For oh those that God. don't realize, Ocean City, New Jersey, that part of New Jersey is Philadelphia as far as sports are concerned. Yeah. Right now, is it completely out of control? Well, I mean, look, here's the reality, right? So if you take this, this, the city of Trenton, everything north of Trenton is all Yankee, Giants, Mets. You know, that's everything south of Trenton is all Philadelphia. We're two states, basically. 
And so where I live is the southern part of the state, and it's all Eagles. So when I drive to work down, whether I drive down Asbury or West or whatever street I decide to come to work, all I see is Eagle flags. Now, before Monday, I probably would see 50. Since Monday, I've probably seen 150. I mean, they're out in full force, Patrick. The flag (laughs) business here has been big here. A lot of people buying Eagle flags. And so if you're from this area, we have a store called Wawa. It's the 7-Eleven version of the Philadelphia area. It's a Wawa. It's a farm. It's a privately owned company. They're all over the place. They're now starting to be in Florida, but they're everywhere. They sell gas and they do everything. I mean, you can't go to Wawa. There's two on this island. You can't go to Wawa without Eagle Talk. No chance. I'm sorry. I I have to ask you about this because it's it's the buzz. Everybody talks about Wawa's on social. I never, when I was living out that way, I never went to a Wawa. Can you explain to me exactly what the hell a Wawa is and why it's it's so hot right now in the streets? It's a 7-Eleven. You could order your sandwiches. They've got everything in there. You know, they've got breakfast. It's their coffee. Some of them now are attached to gas stations like Circle K or that. And so it's very popular. And it's a dairy farm out in Pennsylvania that started this convenience store. And that's really what it is. And so they're all over the place. And they sell gas. They, You know, anything you want, you get in there. You want a salad. You want a sandwich. You just go in there. You order it. And it's become the, the meeting place for all, all, all uh, everyone. And, you know, look, there's Eagle fans all over the place. That's hilarious. I just keep on seeing people Wawa are addicted to. Life. I mean, people love their coffee, and there's a thousand brands of coffee that they uh, they sell. So there's, you know, you go people uh, go in there see. for the more. They got great, they got great pretzels. You know, the the soft pretzels. You know, pretzels. they got tremendous pretzels. So they got everything. They basically have everything you could possibly ask for. Is what Wawa everything, has. whatever you need, Patrick. but a multitude we'll, we'll of you flavors. Wanna, okay. Right. You want to, you. you know, it's so they also it's like a subway. You want to, you want a sandwich in there. You know, pick whatever kind you like. All right, now I'm je- I'm jelly. I want to get I want to get into a Wawa ASAP. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Green Bay and uh, Tampa Bay. But so uh, just to recap, and we'll get with Palm on the game tonight as well. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. This number again, Thursday night football. It, it it doesn't feel like we still have football. So, but we had the quarterbacks in week one. We had the quarterbacks Mahomes and Herbert in week two, and now we get, of course. Uh, your boy Trubisky and Br- uh, Brissett, but it's 438. Now, I do see DraftKings just went to 38.5 on the total, yet I've seen a couple other books go to 37.5, so I'll call it 38. Where are you right now as we sit 4-38 and 38 with Pittsburgh and Cleveland? Uh, my instincts tell me it's going to be a low-scoring game, but every time my inst- uh, like just like I thought the Jets-Browns was going to be a 17-13 game, so in my instincts, when I play the game in my head, it you know I think that, but I do think there's a propensity for big plays in the game because the receivers on Pittsburgh have got to make plays. They've got to get pickings. They've got to get their uh, Chase Claypool. They've got to get. They got to make some, and he's going to have to make some throws up the field, and there'll be jump ball situations. So I I think that's the the case. They've got to make a few, whether it's a trick play, all that. So you know, as much as you want to think about the under. You know, th- there's got to be a way to where can they make a 32-yarder? Can they find a way to make a play? I mean, here's the receiving total so far. Johnson's averaging 8-8 eight, eight a catch. Frymouth is averaging 10. Claypool averages 5.5 yards a catch, right? Pickens, who I thought had a chance to be rookie of the year, he's only had two catches. One for 23 yards and one for three. Yeah, that's been weird. Like, this that's off- been weird, right? Right, so I, I got a feeling, but again – why is that? Well, 
in two games, the opponent has controlled the football for almost 36 minutes. I mean, 36 minutes. And when you look at it, you know, they've Pittsburgh's defense has allowed 50 first downs in games. 50. They're, they've only got 29 as a team. They've only had 29. So, you know, they're behind in everything. I mean, they've played – Pittsburgh's defense has played 160 plays in two games. That's 80 plays. That's almost a doubleheader. Meanwhile, their offense has only played 119. That's 60 plays. You wonder why they're, you wonder why they're falling apart in the fourth quarter? You know, you know what's I mean, so weird? think about it. You know, but you know what's so weird, Michael? And I know this is as basic as handicapping can get. When I look up and I see the board and I see plus four and then I go Tomlin – that's what Mike Tomlin has gotten to this point where it's almost like he points me I to the number. I would be all over Cleveland you know and, and laying the four. I mean, if 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 my man Nathaniel Hackett flew into Coach Pittsburgh today, I'd be all over <laughs> at four. Yeah, we could get. Oh, there's going to be a thirty for thirty on that dude when we come back. Green Bay's at Tampa Bay. We'll get Michael's take next here at Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the stream. Bring that state-issued ID. You're ready to go. BetMGM state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. You're going to love it. Trust me. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. And I am reminded when Brent Musburger brings us in, I'm reminded we're going to be here, of course, throughout the football season. In fact, we're here throughout the year, Saturdays and Sundays, Saturday for college and then Sundays for pro. To me, and a friend texted me this after we got off the air, he said, does it get better than Lombardi into Musburger on the network? And I, I, I'm i sorry, I just don't think you can top that. Lombardi into Musburger on a Sunday going into kickoff at 1 p.m. your time, it's pretty damn good, no? 
Well, I appreciate that, Patrick. But Brent is the king. I mean, that show is wonderful to listen to. To hear his voice before the ball gets kicked in the air is tremendous. And, and look, we wouldn't be having a betting network if it wasn't for the Musburger family and the vision that Brent had going back to when he started the NFL today back in the 70s, you know, when he was really understood the needs of the better and that betting wasn't some backroom thing that happens, that people actually enjoy this, and it's a fun game, and it's the perfect game for fantasy. It's a perfect game for betting. It, what you learn when you listen to the countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger and what you knew back in the day, when he was throwing in those veiled references to betting, he wasn't a broadcaster that just kind of dabbled in betting. He's a better that ended up a broadcaster. Remember, Brent Musburger yeah. was an old newspaper man that turned into a broadcaster. He was an old newspaper man that was also a better that ended up being a broadcaster. That's what you learned very quickly. He's super sharp. No doubt. No doubt. And then that, that's all the, all the, the things that evolve is you still don't lose touch of that newspaper element of collecting data, information, and being able to give it to people in a condensed version so they could take with it what they want. I mean, the reality of it is, is this. People have their minds kind of made up on who they want to bet. You can't really talk about it. You know, when I'm at the Borgata, who do you like today? I give it to them. I don't like that. Okay, well, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care, you know. But, you know, it's to try to er nudge them along to where they think they want to go. Can I ask you a question? I don't know if you have your number. You generally run them on Wednesdays. So if I put you in a spot I here, do. I apologize. But Green Bay and Tampa no. Bay. Okay. So I want to I want to talk about this marquee matchup. Uh, again, this number open three, it's a pick 'em pretty much everywhere. Although I do see a couple shops with Tampa Lane a point, point and a half. Green Bay, Rogers have struggled. I'll give you the stats down in Tampa Bay. But what's the Lombardi line on Green Bay and Tampa Bay? You know, I mean, it's interesting because I have this game as a as a 2.93 game with Tampa. Look, my numbers with Tampa are strong. I mean, Tampa's the third best team in my power rankings this week, you know, and so th- they're strong. Green Bay, to me, is not as high as that because Green Bay, when you watch the tape and you look at their numbers, particularly defensively, you know, they had the bad game in week one. And then last week, you know, I know Fields only had seven completions in the game, but they allowed a lot of yards rushing to a bad Chicago team. So, you know, this game, to me, where Tampa has been outstanding, they're both struggling offensively. But Tampa's defense in two games has played better than the Packers' defense in their two games. I was going to ask you that. Is that the best unit defensively in football right now? I love San Francisco's defense. I know you do as well. But this Tampa defense, there's there there really isn't a hole right now. Those linebackers are fast too. They're fast. They're athletic. You know they lost they lost uh, uh, Hicks inside, but that didn't seem to affect them as much. You know they, they they haven't had Sue. You know Sue's still out there. He hasn't signed with anybody. But this defense to me has been very good. They're good in all situations, right? So you know they played against the Cowboys when they had Dak and Dak was healthy. You know, they forced a turnover. Last week against the Saints, they forced five turnovers, you know, and they had control of the game the whole way. And so you look at their numbers, and their numbers are just amazing. Now, one of the things people, which typically happens when you play against the Bucks, is you tend to throw the ball more because you can't run it. So in two games, the, the Bucks defense has, has 27th in the amount of passing attempts it faces, right? Usually that number's in five or six or seven because – Ultimately, teams don't even try to run the ball. Where teams have tried to run the ball in the Bucks and they haven't been very successful, they're the fourth amount of they've faced the fourth amount of rushing attempts of any team in the league this year, right? 
but they've all, mm-hmm. but the average yards per attempt is 19th, which means teams aren't having a lot of success running the ball on them. Packers two and five ATS their last seven meetings in Tampa Bay. I think most of us, if you think Packers Bucks, you think a couple of years ago, remember Lambeau, a perfect spot for Rodgers and the Packers. And here comes Brady. Brady played great in the game, and the Bucks Second beat half, the Packers yeah. on the way to winning a Super Bowl. Correct. Right, but this Buck team isn't the same Buck team that we're used to, right? I mean, they're just not. I mean, they can't make those explosive plays in the passing game. I mean, their yards per attempt this year is significantly down in two games. They're 26th in the National Football League in yards per attempt. They're, and now without Evans in the game, where are they getting their big plays? You know, where are they going to get it? You know, Brady doesn't create big plays with movement. So where are they going to get their big plays against a very good Buck de- – uh, against a – a very good Green Bay defense. They're going to have to run the ball, and if Green Bay doesn't play the run well in this game, Fournette will have a huge game. Mike Evans is out. The impact. Yep. Remember, Godwin's banged. Like this is a wide receiver core that's already banged up. Uh, God Evans and the impact, and did he deserve to be suspended? Well, I mean, look. Anytime you do what he did, you're going to get suspended. Okay, I don't care about you know. I mean, you can appeal it all you want. Those appeals are on. I mean, those are that, that's a Joe DiMaggio hitting streak. Those appeals, they just don't come in. You know, it's 56 games; it'll <laughs> keep going. There's no chance. But now you remove Evans from their team. Okay, let's take Evans out of the out of the equation. Evans has got eight catches this year for 132 yards. So he's averaging 16.5 yards a catch. He's got one touchdown in the long of 41. Now, where are we getting our plays from? Where are we getting our – Julio made a couple plays against Dallas, but is he going to be healthy? Can he stay healthy? That remains to be seen. You know, and where – what's really affected Tampa more than anything, Patrick, is their inability to, to convert third downs. They're, they're one of the worst third down teams in football at 32.3%. Now, week Fortnite ran the ball well in week one. He didn't run it as well in week two. They're only averaging 3.6 yards per attempt. So they, they, something's got to get going with this Bucks offense. It's going to be hard to throw it, I think, on Green Bay, but I do think you can, you can run it. I mean, Brady is not quite – a lot of it is the pieces around him, but Brady's nowhere near where he was last year. You know, under 60% completion for Tom Brady. I don't think you would ever say that in a, in a conversation, right? Under 60%. But he is. And under seven yards per attempt at 6.6. Look. Tampa's 2-0 because they've given up measly six points in the first half and a cheap touchdown in the second half. Other than that, they've given up nothing. It's going to be 90 degrees in Tampa on Sunday. It's going to be close to 70% humidity. By the way, did you see what happened? with After the win at New Orleans, Brady went to the podium. He took one question. He said, last question. He gave him a minute and 20 seconds, and that was after a win. Your boy's a little yeah. cantankerous right now. Well, I mean, look, he knows it. I mean, look, the, you know, as great of a player as he is, as great as any player is, they need players around him. You know, he loses Evans. He doesn't have Godwin. You know, he doesn't have Gronk anymore. Like, you start talking, taking players off their team, you know, and, and, and then the offensive line is in flux. I mean, where, where are, what are, okay, we go back to the fundamental question we started the show with. Who are we? Who are, who are the Bucks? They don't really throw it very well. They can't make plays down the field. They're not running it as effectively as they did. They have a quarterback who doesn't move. So who are they? What are they offensively? And defensive, what we do know is, is that they can turn the ball over with their defense. They can rush the passer. They, they'll not give up a big play in the passing game, and they'll affect the game the way they play. 
Yeah, their identity is Tom Brady and a great defense. It's pretty simple, right? Right. And Tom Brady they're typically great. won't make a mistake, so they're going to protect the football. They're going to protect the ball. I mean, look, they've punted nine times in two games. Think about I mean, you know, they've punted nine times in two games. Interested to see this. The As far as the total, last seven matchups between Green Bay and Tampa, five to the over, two to the under. Yet we saw this number open 47 and a half. It's been hit all the way down to that key number of 42. So that total's dropped five and a half points. Interesting there. Right. Well, I, I think this is like the, the book keeps the public say, where are we getting our offense from? Where, where, without Evans in there, who's going to make a play? Now, if you're Green Bay, are you worried about Brady beating you with the throw? No, you're worried about Fournette getting going. I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, right? Because he's Tom Brady and he's a great player, but you kind of you have to take away Fournette. They don't have any options once you do that. If you make this a 60-play pass game, Brady doesn't have enough weapons for four quarters to be able to beat you. You're not gonna, you can scheme the first drive of the game. We know that, right? You can scheme the first drive. You can't scheme the whole game. So if 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 I'm Green Bay and 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 I'm 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 making the plan, I'm saying, look, we got to me the key to this game is not stopping Brady. The key to this game is stopping Fournette. Sometimes, as friends, we know when to just leave our friends alone and give them some room. You're friends with Tom Brady. I dare you to text him right now. Hey, bro, everything no good with the fam? Everything cool with the fam? I dare you. I I I have too much respect for the man. I'm not doing that. All right, give me his number. I'll text but, him. Palms next. <laughs> You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, our next guest, Mike Palm, is already a VSIN pro. What are you waiting on? You get picks at a glance, 24 7 video. You get the pro tips, the pro tools, the pro systems. Again, the subscribers have been saying, making cash as VEASAN pros. Sign up. Become part of the team. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You know, there are certain people in life, as we welcome you back, Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher, that defy labels. So Mike mm-hmm. Palm is aptly labeled Circa and, of course, VEASAN's Bon Vivant. And I will say this, that is not men's warehouse. That is a custom-made suit my man is wearing today because that good, thing Mike. is popping. Yeah. Mike Palm, welcome. Looking good. And good, good. Good morning, Patrick. Good afternoon, Michael. Pleasure pleasure to be back on the show. <laughs> nice to have you, Mike. It's good to be there. I feel, and you know, Michael, I, things it's- I, I feel a little bit like Angela Lansbury. You know, the, the 12th and final season of Murder, She Wrote, they took her off Sunday night <laughs> and they moved her to Thursday to try to go against the NBC lineup. It didn't go well. I'm all over now. I mean, I'm the, Follow the money. I've moved to Wednesday here, Friday, now back to Thursday. But I, I'll just show up wherever you tell me to be. You, you, you're, but you'll deliver ratings. I think it doesn't really matter. That's you're like correct. Happy Days. Whatever night they put it on, <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a show. So I don't think that's a problem. Mike, let me ask you, how are things at the Circa is the uh, uh, is the uh, the you know the the stadium swim all that people have been there? I mean, obviously, it's a popular. Is it, is it becoming even more popular as the year goes on? We put a, a terrific event Saturday night. This past Saturday, Michael uh, Bud Pico, who runs the event center for us, he did a terrific job. He landed the only pay per view of the Canelo fight in Las Vegas. You either had to be at the fight or you could have come to Stadium Swim. What a beautiful event it was out there at night, too. That screen really pops at night. A great crowd, of course, pro Canelo. They had Latin music playing, well-dressed crowd, well-behaved crowd. 
several thousand people out there. It was an amazing event. So you know, even more than just football out there, that venue uh, serves uh, serves for for many different events. Palms pressing three coming up mm-hmm. in eight minutes and 43 seconds, which is what you wait for yeah, every single it. week. Mike takes over. Let me ask you about tonight. Interesting stat just sent over John Ewing from Stephen Bond. Stefanski in division games. He's 1-11 ATS as the Browns head coach. I've got a number of four, and I've got a 38 on the total, Mike Palm, tonight. Yeah, that's exactly where we're at. Not a big decision yet for us on the game. Right now, we need the Browns a little bit. Uh, it's a little weighted towards the Steelers, some of that at five. Uh, and and the total is where we have a bigger decision. We're going to need the over. You might see this total creep down as we expecting 20 to 30 mile an hour wins, um, which might make uh, Tomlin and that offense even more conser- uh, conservative uh, with Mitch Trubisky. So this is interesting. I wanted, I wanted to ask Michael this about this game tonight. It's another, you know, we'll talk about Survivor. Two-thirds of the field gone already. Another really challenging week. I don't know if there's any play you can really go into it with great confidence, but would you consider using the Browns tonight in Survivor? I would. I really would. I mean, on paper, look, if you lose the Browns game, you okay, fine. But the Steelers shouldn't beat the Browns at home, and the Browns shouldn't lose two road game home games. I mean, if the Browns, all they need to do is continue to run the ball, play conservative like New England did, and don't give up yards, play field position. Now, with the wind, as we talk about the wind all the time as it relates to the quarterback, the wind relates to field position. One thing we know for certain, Pittsburgh's got to play on a short field. They can't put eight first downs together offensively. So if that wind helps them play on a short field, it may help them score some points. I think they're going to have to make some jump balls. But I, I have full confidence that Cleveland's going to win. I don't have full confidence after Patrick just read that stat about 1-11 that I wrote down with Stefanski against the North. But they're the better team. I, as much as I love Tomlin, you know, even as, as bad as the Bengals played, the Bengals have a chance to win the game. And I don't think the Browns will play that style of game. You have a lean there on the total, Mike Palm, a 38. I'm actually seeing a few shops. You're still sitting 38 at Circa. DraftKings went to 38 and a half, but I do see a 37 and a half on the board, so we'll call it 38. Do you have a lean there? Wind is interesting. You mentioned the weather. Yeah, wind is interesting uh, because it leads to higher variance. There's actually going back the last 10 years in games where the winds were 25 miles an hour or higher at kickoff, actually the under... Uh, the over is, has come in like 57% of the time. So it's not the automatic, hmm. the wind is always going to lead to an under. But we do remember these games. Like Remember last year in Cleveland, Michael, it was like every week the wind was blowing and they played the Raiders. Yeah. It was like 13 to 10. I mean, the, the games were extremely low scoring uh, in the 20s. And so when you think of wind in Cleveland, uh, I would lean under. And look, Boswell's a really good kicker with wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, he deals with, with that stadium. I don't know what the hell we're calling it now in Pittsburgh, <laughs> but that's a hard place to kick. And Cleveland, that wind coming in off the lake in the open venue, it makes it very challenging to kick towards the dog pound. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think wind does play a factor, but I do think this is going to be a jump ball. I think Pittsburgh knows they've got to try to make a play in their passing game. And what's the safest play to make in the passing game is throw the ball up in the air to a 6'4 receiver against a 5'9 corner. 
I mean, that's what I think we're going to – that's what we're going to see, as simple as that. I think we're going to see a, a, an NBA rebounding effort tonight because we've got to make some plays. They can't go by – look, they've played doubleheaders on defense. They've played 180 plays to 120. You can't, you can't play like that. You can't play doubleheaders on defense against good offenses, and Cleveland's run game is good. Give us a, a summation on the contest. You mentioned it before we get the Palms pressing three, Mike Palm joining us here on the Lombardi line. You mentioned the survivor contest there at Circa. Everybody's knocked out. You know, you can look at that one of two ways. I think it provides more juice because it's just it's yeah. everybody starts to get a little tight. Where where are you right now, Circa, as far as the survivor contest? Well, Derek's crying. You know, he's saying oh, the people won't come back. They're so angry. They got knocked out early. Remember, Michael Lombardi said survivor is the hardest thing ever. And and so far he's right. Hardest. You know, after two weeks last year, we still had eighty one percent of the participants. Hmm. We started with 6133. We're down to 2012. 2012. So 4,000 people. 4,121 uh, already knocked out. Of course, the Brown, Nick Chubb personally took 358 out with him, him last week. And then the Bengals, people jumped on the Bengals. No Dak Prescott in Dallas. That was 192. The Raiders' epic collapse was 77. So down to 2012, there's only 23 people that still have all six entries remaining. So that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on, too, as you get to Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe the double option. Now, the, the Circa Millions for the first quarter, and remember, quarters are so important here, is four weeks. It goes four, five, four, five. So we're halfway through quarter one. Fifteen entries are 10-0, and 0, 85 entries are 9-1, and 1, and on the booby side prize of it, only five entries, 0-10, oh, another 87-1-9. Two weeks left in the first quarter. But see, that's the contest that, that – you you just got to get hot. You here's the, that contest, and I looked at it last year. You, you you the worst week you can have is three and two, and you got to have a a couple five and O's. You got to have a bunch of four and ones, but you can't have an O and five. That just kills you. It really makes it so difficult. And the question I want to ask you, Mike, the lines just came out, and so this week in the millions contest, uh, you have three pick'em games. Do you think Bucks Packers? Cowboys, uh, Giants, and Falcons, Seahawks. Do you think on Sunday all those three will be pick them? Uh, I doubt it, and that's where you'll see plays if the line moves, right? If you can get them at a pick and a team ends up a point and a half favorite, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the moves. The most popular play last week by a mile was Jacksonville because in the contest it was four and then it went down to three before the game. And, boy, if you took Jacksonville, you always talk about control of the game, Michael. Jacksonville had control of that game for 60 minutes. Uh, so, oh, that, that, I, you know. Mike, I said it on the show today that seven minutes to go in the first quarter, the game was over. Mm -hmm. The yeah. game was over at seven minutes to go in the first quarter. Yeah. So, I don't know. Will that Dallas, the, the game on Monday night, well, you know, the pick's got to be in by 4 p.m. Pacific on Saturday afternoon. So, will that game on Monday night come off that number? I, I don't know. But the number one thing right now at this point of the season is line moves and playing into stale lines. Yep, a good point. That's a great point. Does Circa prefer the two Monday night games as we had oh, last week? That's this it's, past week, it's amazing, this past isn't it? I would, do you think there'll be a time when the NFL adopted that and they played, you know, maybe half the weeks where you get two games? I mean, I think it's terrific. It also opens up for the viewers and the betters the windows on on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. That seven and five is perfect. Nine games at one o'clock Eastern is no good. You can't watch nine Hard. games. It's no good for anyone. You can't. 
No, it is, and I agree with that, Mike. I, it's hard, you know. And, and even if you're at the book and you're mm-hmm. at the at the in the book, you can't pay attention to nine games. I can only, I pay attention to two. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, like this Sunday, I'm going to watch the Titans and I'm, the Raiders, and I'm going to watch the Panthers and the Saints, and that's all I'm going to be able to watch in the one o'clock window. Then I got to go watch the replay. I got to go watch the tape. Okay, Palm's going to take over here in a couple of minutes with Palm's pressing three. Mike Palm joining us here at Lombardi Line. So just to close out, Pittsburgh-Cleveland, we'll get your guys' takes at the end of the show. A little liability right now on the Steelers there at Circa. Is that correct? Yeah, we need the Browns a bit, but we need the over for about double that amount. And neither of them are six bigger (laughs) swings yet, but by kickoff they will be, I'm sure. Okay. He is, of course, Circa's and Vicent's Bon Pavant. However, I believe Michael Lombardi called them the Fonz of Vicent earlier That's in right. the He's segment. Happy. It's happy days when Mike Palm's on. It's happy days. Richie Cunningham, whatever way you want to go with it, he is our very own Mike Palm, and he's back with Palm's pressing three here on the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can get points. Again, those points can be used for online bonuses. You can use them if you're going to Vegas to shows and hotel rooms, uh, towards dining, anything you want. It's betting's loyalty program. It's the premier one in the business. BetMGM.com to check out. Remember, when you make a bet, it's like a credit card. You get points immediately. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Got to be 21 years or older. Michael Lombardi there will get his official take on Thursday night. You've got, of course, the Browns laying four right now. A total 38, 38 and a half-ish as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Vicent and Circa's Bon Vivant joins us, Mike Palm, and he's a man built on rumination. If anything, right? He thinks about things. He likes to suss them out. And that's why we bring you Palms Pressing 3. Michael, the floor is yours. Oh, thank, thank you, Patrick. All right, Michael, question number one. 
Watching Tua in Charm City on Sunday afternoon, one might have imagined he was back in Tuscaloosa with his receivers running wide open and behind the defense. The Baltimore front office always receives high marks every draft. Were the 42 points tallied by the Dolphins a result of Wink Martindale playing chicken with Tua and having his DB squad on routes despite the elite speed of the Dolphin wideouts, or the result of the Baltimore defense just not being talented enough? Okay, so first of all, my, my poor man Wink, he can't take the heat on that one. He's at the Giants coaching that defense up. This is Mike McDonald, not the okay. lead singer of the Doobie Brothers, by the way. This is Mike McDonald, who was at Michigan last year, who comes over. Harbaugh wanted to have more of an impact on and say in the defense. Uh, to answer your question, this was breakdown, meltdown, combinations of poor talent and also of misassignments. I mean, to allow to, to Tyree Kill to just run free. I, I really appreciate that you recognized he was back at Alabama because that's all I've been saying all week. You know, he's 12 for 20 in the first half for 150 yards, two picks, and one touchdown. Average first half. But when the injuries occurred and the mental breakdowns occurred when they got behind, two, it looks like the player of the week, which is what he ended up being. So I would caution it. I would suspect Baltimore will play better defensively. They've made way too many mental mistakes in that game. All right, question number two. Number, number two. The Bengals spent their offseason addressing their glaring flaw from last year, the offensive line. Most thought the problem was solved and they would be better. But what's gone wrong? Was Zach Taylor just a poker player drawing out on the river last year <laughs> with a misofficiated wildcard game against the Raiders? Three Tannehill interceptions in the divisional game and Andy Reid once again botching the end of the first half in the AFC championship game. Can the Bengals figure this out and can they be trusted in Survivor this week? Uh, I, I would not trust them in Survivor in any week. They've given up 13 sacks in two games. And let me say this to you. I would be one of the people that thought they were better in the offensive line, but they're not. The quarterback's getting hit. Now, here's the interesting thing. We lose sight of why we win and why we lose. I say this all the time. However, last year they won the they won playoff games because they didn't turn the ball over and the field goal kicker was sensational and their defense played at a very high level and turned the opponent over. That formula has not come into the 2022 season. Right? Jamar Chase is is only has 12 catches. He's at, I mean he's got 12 point yards a catch, one touchdown. They can't make a big play. They cannot make a big play in the passing game, and it's due to their offensive line. And Zach Taylor refuses to acknowledge. I mean, they should be oh, they should be one and oh, or oh one and or oh one and one. If he would at least look at the clock, I said on my podcast today, if I were the owner of the Bengals, I would take down all the clocks because Zach never pays attention to him anyway. Zach has to be the luckiest guy. I I've often said this too. If Al Davis was the head, was the owner of the Bengals, and he watched Zach Taylor mess up that Super Bowl by not putting Mixon on the field, by not taking advantage of that, he would have not come back for another year. All right, maybe Zach Taylor, maybe Zach Taylor gets a job at a casino where clocks aren't necessarily <laughs> overly pressing. They're not as important. Far as he doesn't needed. care about a clock. What does he care about a clock? Or does he care about protecting his quarterback? I mean, this guy's been hit thirteen times, you know, and, and he's gotten the crap beat out of him. And, and people have taken away Chase. They said, okay, throw the ball as much as you want. You know, you can throw the ball as much as you want to Tyler Boyd. He's never going to beat us. It's, it's a little bit like the Chargers. Look, I think, I, I think that Keenan Allen's a wonderful player. I do, and he catches everything. But the guy that scares you is Mike, is Mike Williams. 
Chase has got 15 catches. He's had 22 targets. You know, he, he's got one touchdown. Hurst is the third leading receiver. They can't get the ball outside because they can't protect. Number three, Mike Palm. Michael, if you were the general manager of the Chargers, do you even consider risking Justin Herbert versus the Jaguars on Sunday? He was clearly compromised on Thursday night in Kansas City. He is the franchise, let alone you're trusting the doctor who punctured Terod Taylor's lung. <laughs> As betters, shouldn't we unload on the Jaguars plus seven? If Herbert plays, worst case scenario, the line finishes at seven and a half. But if he doesn't play, you know it's going to crash. Well, I think the line's coming down anyway because I, I look at this line on my line. I have this as almost a, a one-and-a-half-point game favor of the Chargers. I think Jacksonville's a really good team. I think they pressured – that game, as you said, was over against Indy. They pressured, they pressured the Indianapolis Colts so badly, and I think they could do the same depending on the injuries within the offensive line of the Chargers. If there's two backups have to play against this good front, this will be a problem. And Lawrence is playing better. Like, I would be scared to take Jacksonville and Survivor because I think they could upset them. I think they could go out there because nobody's giving them a chance. I think they could upset them because I think they're playing well. And when they run the ball like they do, when they, when they get Robinson and ATN going, they're pretty damn good. And Lawrence has gotten better. So I'm, it, to me, if Lawrence is, excuse me, if Herbert's not 100% healthy, I wouldn't play him. I would not play him. Because I think this front, you know, with Allen coming off the edge and now Walker and all these guys they have inside, they're good. I mean, I think Jacksonville wins the South. I really do. I think they're the best team in the South. And if they don't mess it up, if they stick to their formula, which is run the football with play action, and I'm not saying run it all the time, but mix it in, get some balance for Lawrence, they're good. Mike Palm, is there a bigger disappointment for you than Matt Ryan and the Colts right now? No, I said the Colts would be no good. I said that before the year. That, that, why, why would nice. we think Matt Ryan was going to be any good? Here's the thing. In this copycat league, Tom Brady's success into his mid-40s has fooled people into thinking that they're going to take these older quarterbacks and do what Tom Brady did coming into Tampa Bay. I, I don't know. Why. I mean, Matt Ryan had one good year. One good year in Atlanta. Besides that, I, I like what Coward said. He's Andy Dalton that got to play in a dome. I mean, he had one yeah. outlier of a year when he was with Shanahan, and that's it. I don't know well, why he thought he would be any good this year. I'd rather have Phillip Rivers with the productivity he had in his last year than Wentz or Matt Ryan. Well, but here's what I, th here's what I really missed up on, I, and I, I was on the Ryan camp. I, mm. I will admit that. I thought Ryan, because I thought this offensive line was going to be way better than it was. I mean, Matt Pryor at left tackle has been a disaster. I mean, the third, I mean, Ryan got, the. I mean, he literally just laid down on the first drive of the game, and he had so much pressure around him. I'm not sure anybody could be good. At least Wentz got out of the way to throw it left-handed. Ryan doesn't have enough quickness to get it to his left hand. I, I misjudged the Colts. I fully admit that. They, they, they had me believe in it, and I thought their line was way better. That line got destroyed last Sunday. I, and I think the Chiefs will destroy it this week. I where's the running game? Where's Jonathan Taylor? I thought we we're gonna. I didn't think it was gonna be Matt Ryan carrying the team. Michael Jacksonville, you can find Jacksonville close to four to one to win the AFC South. Is it worth a bet? I think it is. I think it's a huge worth. I they really do. I think they're the best. I mean, after two games, they're the best team. Now they could mess it up. Don't get me wrong. They're Jacksonville, but they're the best team. I mean, the quarterback's much improved. He's thrown an almost 70% clip. ATN's a really good player. They, you know, he averages 5-2 a carry. 
I mean, Kirk, and, and they've got receivers. Jay Zones has been, not that they're elite, but they're moving the football and their defense. Look, this defense is good. They've cre- they've intercepted the ball five times. But they, they should have beat. And, and they get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, they should have beat the Commodores. They did have control of that they, game right. in the fourth quarter. They should have <laughs> beat the Commodores. I mean, they were Etienne better than the Commodores that day. Yeah. Etienne dropped yep. an easy touchdown in that game, which could have been the difference. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's schedule eliminates them. And, Houston's. And don't forget. If if Dougie would have gone for it and kicked the field goal and not gone for it on fourth down, they win the game. He messed it up twice. He, he didn't kick the field goal, and then he missed yep. a short field goal to end the half. That's right. That's what always worries me about that four to one, but I'm going to go with it because I think the quarterback's playing too good. See what you did with the pressing three? You fired up the big guy to end the show. That's exactly what we needed from you, Palm. Okay, Mike, your play tonight, 438. What do you got going out? Yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go under the number here tonight. Under you can find, you know, shop the market. You can find thirty-eight and a half right now. I go under thirty-eight and a half. Michael Lombardi. I, I, I like. I'll take the brownies. I'll take the 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 Steelers and the four. I, I have it as a three and a half. I don't love it. It's a lean. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't want Bill A to put it on the email sheet as my pick because I, <laughs> I I don't love the game. Okay, unofficial. That was a deep dive unofficial. with Veasan Pro, Mike Paul. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thank you, Mike. Thank Bob. You. Awesome job. Thank you. The Fonz, some would say. Michael Lombardi, have a great yeah. Thursday. Enjoy the game, okay? You too, Patrick. All right, buddy. Big I'll talk to you later. Next. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen Bond. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.